Welcome, everyone, to Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Monday, March the 20th, 8.44 p.m. Thank you so much for being live with us. And also, if you're listening on our audio form, thank you so much for being uh, with us tonight. Uh, you know, we're coming from a tough loss against Charlotte. Um, a lot of people have uh, been very disappointed about Orlando City's performance. Um, also, a lot of people have been still hopeful about what's to come. You know, uh, a lot of the, you know, we just came from playing uh, one of the top teams in the Northern Hemisphere. And uh, I think uh, with a squad that just started meshing well in this preseason and uh, we got knocked out by an away goal pretty much. Right. So we did not advance because of an away goal. And then after that, you know, we go face a Charlotte team that, Stay compact, uh, play their game. I took advantage of the opportunities Orlando City uh, provided for them, a lot of turnovers. It was a turnover fest, in my opinion, uh, for Orlando City on that game. And they capitalized, you know, uh, Enzo Copetti. We mentioned him here in the, in this in this podcast. Enzo Copetti. In not other podcasts you heard about Enzo Copetti, but here. Enzo Copetti is a dangerous striker. And uh, if you give him space... He's going to punish you, and that's exactly what occurred. He played one of the top teams in Argentina. They pay a lot of money for him, and he came to do a job, and he did it. Then Orlando had plenty of chances to probably go even up in the score and the scoreboard. Unfortunately, it didn't, it didn't pan out that way. We push, push, push. Martin Ojeda finally scored his first goal in the MLS, El Tincho, uh, his first goal with Orlando City, uh, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough, and Orlando unfortunately lost at home. And again, it's at home. So if you know, if we would have maybe taken this this L away, probably a lot of people would have not been saying much. But the whole point that it was at home in front of eighteen thousand Orlando City maniacs, brother, right? Uh, it, it, you know, it, it means a lot, right? So, um, John, how are you, my friend? Uh, good evening. Um, how, how do you see this game uh, panning out for Orlando? I'm good, thanks, buddy. Yeah, just uh, My whole disappointed. I think disappointed is the word that I would go for, you know? It's like I was expecting big things for this game, and uh, I was thinking this is definitely three points for us, like pretty assured of that. So the fact that we didn't even get a draw, the fact that we were fighting for a draw at the end of the game was where I was just kind of like, I was actually sitting with Paola. Well, she was sitting. I said, see, we were standing in the wall. So Paola's banned for the wall. She's never allowed to come back. But while she was there, I said to her, I was like, do you, uh, did you expect us to be, you know, fighting for a 2-2 in like the 80th minute? And she shook her head and said, no, this is not how it should have been. You know, we should have been comfortable at that point in the game, not chasing the game. So, yeah, just all, all in all, just a disappointing one from the boys. Right, uh, Paola, how are you? You you were at the wall. You were like, "Dale me, amor." So me my my voice is kind of funky, and it's because of Tigres and because of the wall on Saturday. But I'm I'm banned from the wall because of John. He doesn't want me there anymore. And it's not that I misbehave. It's just we lose and lost like this this past Saturday and I was telling John John I want minimum three goals and he's like he looked at me <laughs> he started laughing I'm like hey I have faith on them and then you know disappointment 
um, lost, but it is what it is. It's just, it's, think about it. It's like you're, you're stepping into work and it's not your, your, your day. That was the Orlando City that we saw last Saturday. You know, uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, Orlando City is not Real Madrid. Orlando City is not Liverpool. Orlando City is not um, Alianza Lima, maybe, or I don't know, um, Galatasaray. I mean, Orlando City is Orlando City. And uh, I know people are very upset about this loss. And I totally, uh, in a way, understand why you are upset. Um, because it's a loss at home. But Orlando's going to lose some games, man. At some point, I mean, you cannot. This is not the Miami Dolphins uh, in, in in seventy. The, the, this is not the seventy-two Dolphins for people that love uh, American football. This is not uh, Barcelona in twenty ten. This is not uh, you know uh, Liverpool when Gerard was used, used to play in Liverpool. This is not uh, Manchester United with uh, Ruud van Nistelrooy. Uh, you know, this is not Chelsea with Didier Drogba. Unfortunately, it's not. You know, and we play in the MLS. Uh, it, this is not Europe. This is not Conmebol. It's Concacaf, and you know these things occur. And um, you know, what do I take out of this game? That Tincho <laughs> Ojeda scored. That uh, we're getting better in maybe having a little bit of a reaction uh, in the second half. We we kind of improved tremendously. Uh, and one thing we definitely need to improve is. It doesn't matter if you touch the ball 500 times. You need to capitalize on those opportunities. If you're not capitalizing on those opportunities, then why are you touching the ball so much? It doesn't make any sense. And uh, I think Orlando, right now, some of their DPs are definitely being questioned uh, for their performance, like Facundo Torres. Um, and, um, you know, um, but there's other ones that have not gotten the play time. For example, Cartagena. <laughs> He was probably being saved for for national team uh, inter, for the international break. He was probably, you know, but he didn't come in. I think a Cartagena would have solved our problems in the mid on 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 that game if he would have come in earlier. Uh, I'll, I'll stay with a great performance by Dagger Dan. Still uh, very very incisive shooting shooting the ball, but um, defensively we still need to improve um, position. You know. It's it's not what we were expecting out of this Charlotte team, but this Charlotte team punished you when they had the chance. And so um, having a probably a smaller roster than us uh, and um, less depth than us, they were able to make with the chances that they got gold. And with the chances that we had, we didn't do anything with them unless only the team show goal, right? So... What were your ups and downs uh, out of this game, uh, John? You know, personally, um, for me, it was maybe, um, you know, the lack of the finishing touch, I will say, right? And, yeah, I mean, I know we don't want to focus completely on the stats, but if you go back and look right. look at the, you know, we, we outplayed them in a lot of ways in possession and, you know, shots on goal and XG. So I think what it comes down to is that lack of clinical finishing. I think we were creating a lot of chances and that first 10 minutes, we, you know, we looked really lively. We could created a whole bunch of chances. There's that, that goal that went in, in the third minute, they go call back for offside. 
Uh, if you look at that one, actually all three of the attackers were all offside. Right. So that was totally justified. Um, and then we had that opening 10 minutes was really nice. And then we sort of took our foot off the gas. And then Charlotte had a few more opportunities. And then their two goals were just, you know, real defensive errors. I think, you know, Jansen for me, it's always been a problem for him, his pace. And that showed in that second goal, he just gets outright beaten for pace by Capetti. You can't chase him down and it's an easy goal. And then, and then sadly, Mikey is a little bit to blame for that second goal because he doesn't quite know what to do. He's like, should I close the guy down? Should I not? And that hesitation gives him enough time for the shot. So just those two small errors and really it was like not a lot of chances for Charlotte, especially the second half. They had no chances and you let those in and then you don't take your opportunities at the other end. And that's how you end up losing two one, even though you played the better game. And it just, for me, it kind of pointed out a lot of the issues that we had in other games, but haven't necessarily come to fruition. Right. We did have some, defensive errors in other games and i think pedro has been bailing us out a little bit and he didn't bail us out of this one but we can't expect that from him every game right so defensively maybe we're going backwards and then offensively i still don't think it's 100 percent clicking and that final ball and that final finish is just not there at the moment and i think that's a, a real problem for orlando uh, Paola, how do you see this game? Um, you know, what were your your ups and downs uh, from this game? What are your takes uh, out of this game against Charlotte? I mean, John said it, and I will add that if we would have played the same way that we started that game, the first 10 minutes, we were going to win because we were trying, we were pressuring, and then I don't know what happened. They, I, I think, I just want to think that we empty the th tank on Wednesday. Let's say that. And they were expecting that they were going to win. It was going to be an easy game because Charlotte was in a losing streak. So they were like, oh, okay, this is an easy peasy. Let's go. Let's do it. And like John said, Danson needs to stop with that long passing ball shenanigans. Um, if there's nobody who is going to connect up front, don't do it. And he's not doing it only on this game. It has been an observation since day one. Um, I mean, I'm sad. I was mad. Um, if, if we would have capitalized those three goals that they were outside, we were, we were going to win. And people don't realize that Martino Hela had anxiety. He said, and yeah. Luis, you uploaded that, that video. That's right. Yeah, he had, anxiety. he had anxiety and yeah. of not scoring. And yeah. now with this goal, I expect him to be yeah. more free. And let's think about last year, Facundo Torres. Sorry about that, my dogs. Give me it's one okay. second. They're no, like little it, kids. They're like okay, little kids. It, yeah, it, it's okay. I mean, he's going to lose his anxiety, but with all the stuff going around, I mean, he's not stupid. He he knows what Google Translate is. Exactly. I mean, he 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 can read what people are writing online. That's and I mean, how how's that gonna how's that gonna mentally affect a player, right? People don't think about that kind of stuff, right? Uh, and to make matters a little worse, you know, Orlando played without Urgent Cara after scoring a bicycle kick. And I want to clarify, you know, according to what the club said to accredited media, he got a knock. And um, 
in the training. And so for precautionary reasons, he did not play the game. So he, he's a designated player and, you know, Orlando played without their designated player. Now, again, Facundo Torres was there, right? So we should have expected a little bit more, especially it would have been great to see Facundo Torres definitely ball out in this game uh, and going to play for Uruguay in international duty. But, you know, it didn't happen. So the lack of the finishing touch is what Orlando is lacking right now. They don't have a true, um, you know, goal scorer. Um, I mean, Duncan Maguire was close too. I don't know if uh, you guys saw that play. He was very close. But, I mean, are we really going to rely on a rookie? <laughs> I mean, I mean, not to knock him down, but I'm just saying, I mean, we, we I think, or, you know, but again, you know, Orlando and the wear and thread, wear and tear. There you go. Wear and tread. And the wear, wear and tear of Orlando City after all these games. It's, it's a matter of time that we're going to lose some point, right? Right, John? I mean, I'm not, I'm not really worrying about it, to be honest with you. No, I think the thing is, though, when you look at these fixtures that we've had to start the season with and the fixtures that we have coming up, this is the this is the comfortable game that we lost, right? So that's the problem that I have is it's the easiest home game on our fixture for this hard start to the season. So the fact that we didn't even get a draw out of it is just not good. Like, that's really disappointing. And if you look back, you're going to say at the end of the season, that was three points missed. Like, um, I understand losing to Charlotte's not the worst away from home, but at home when they're bottom of the league, that, that's, you know, the worst home result we could have for the year so far and sure. could be by the end of the season. So we want to make sure that that doesn't happen more often. I think also it comes back to what we we're talking about with last year and the fact that there were so many losses at home and this really for me kind of rung home of another one of those games like last year where we well, just yeah, the loss against Miami, like the loss against Miami. Right. And I think right. that's a lot of the fans, you know, only have so much patience for that. Like it hasn't been that exciting of a start of a season. We haven't scored that many goals. And now you start losing to a team like Charlotte. A lot of people, you know, understandably get a little bit upset. Maybe they're getting over, upset for the beginning of the season but I can see where they're coming from it, it is a concern now uh, let's read some comments here uh, thank you so much leave your comments we're going to read all of them thank you so much Daniel Phillips disappointing in the overly negative portion of the fan base nothing wrong with being critical of the club and decisions but a lot of the anger is being expressed in a hateful and unproductive ways thank you Daniel I agree personally I agree with you and if you want to dispute what I say, come find me. I'm available. Call me. Call me maybe. Uh, Al Negron, anyone here? Daniel Phillips. Luckily, uh, <laughs> luckily for us, we look for a new coach. Oh, no, luckily for us, when we look for a new coach, there are a ton of pros on Twitter. Their perfect tactics and genius insight will turn us into an unstoppable team. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly to a point also that people discredit um, Twitter Blue. Now, apparently, you're not allowed to buy your Twitter checkmark. I thought I lived in the United States of America. You know, I, I, I didn't think I lived in like a different country. 
that I'm not allowed to buy what I want to buy. You know, you know, it, it is true. It, it is. It, it, and I guarantee you, you give a ball to those people that, that talk all this stuff. They, are, they they cannot even do. They cannot even play the game. It, 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 and it is it is sad, but it's true. Daniel Phillips, I'll watch another game like this, like Charlotte, a game over, um, game over that dreadful Cincy game any day of the week. We are making strides in the right direction. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, we just came from, I mean, I'm going to keep it in a positive look because honestly, I mean, dude, we just tied Tigres. I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge deal, dude. I mean, Orlando, <laughs> Orlando almost. Almost single-handedly ruined the party for one of the biggest draws in Mexico. Like you know, it's 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 a huge feat, and a lot of people are overlooking that because they don't know about Liga MX. You know, they don't know about it, and because they don't know about it, you know, they 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 just overlook it, just like they overlook you know, you know, all the things. Etromic, yeah, I didn't get to watch, but um, saw we got 19 shots. That's pretty sweet, and that's exactly what I want to ask uh, Paola as well. This game, Paola, we made 19 total shots, the most shots we've made so far in all our games, but we lost. And, and I seven actually, on, on goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So, I mean, that tells you the beauty of football, right? I mean. I think we should continue that trend. I don't know what what are your thoughts regarding that? Yeah, absolutely. Like we people were asking about, oh, let's shoot more of the ball, let's put it on target. Now we we're getting right, it. Yeah, we we didn't we didn't score. Fine, we didn't score. I was I was mad too. Um, you can ask John. We were like disappointed, but it is what it is. We're getting better and better. It's the beginning of the season. It's the fourth game, and we just played Tigres. So I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward for Philly. So let's yeah, I mean, that. I mean, guys, what's gonna happen if, let's say, John Orlando minute eighty-five, nil-nil, Orlando's hunker it down. Here comes the Helen of the Heartland, minute seventy, Duncan Maguire, off a corner kick, right? Here you go, scores a, a beautiful header, one-nil, Orlando win at Philly. What are people? What are what are people? What are people? What are people gonna say? I see. That's what. That's Orlando for you. We had so many moments like this last year, right? I mean, that would be typical us to go and lose to Charlotte and then go ahead and go play <laughs> we, Philly and get a result, right? I mean, right. me and Paula were talking about it that we we do the typical thing of we play up to better competition and we play down to worse competition. And I feel like that's what happened. After that first 10 minutes, we attacked Charlotte like we were the better team. And then we suddenly let them play like they're, you know, we gave them the respect. We, we gave where, them a vitamin or a boost. Yeah, we go here, have a, have a try. And they took that. And then they took another one. And then we're still there, you know, trying to score goals. So I don't think that's going to happen against Philly. I'm afraid. I think um, we'll talk about it later, but. It's looking bleak, I think, for the next few games. It's oh, going to be sure. a hard run. It's going to be it's going to be a hard run. And I'm doubting where the you know where the wins are going to come from in that run. Now, uh, one thing that that's why the title of the show today is called Unity. We need to stay united, guys. We need to stay united as 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 Orlando uh, Orlandoans or or Orlando Orlando Knights. 
we need to we need to stay together, man. You know, we need to stay together. We need to definitely support Orlando City because it's we're gonna play against some really tough competition coming up. Uh, it's no joke uh, what John is saying. And uh, what if we out of the six points available, we get three? I'll, I'll take that. Or if, if we get four, it's even better, right? I mean. Um, And we cannot jump into the whole shebang bang of, you know, oh, the same thing happened when, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, James O'Connor was available. Nobody wanted him out. But, then, you know, it th that doesn't work, guys. I mean, uh, Pareja has, has silverware with his name on it. So the other, the other Jason Christ and all the other dudes don't have that. So you cannot compare it, unfortunately. Albert Norgan, offensively lost. Uh, says I completely agree. Hunker down. Paola, what's up? Do you know who this is? Hunker down. That's Alex. Hi, oh. Alex. Oh, look. There you go. There's a little shout, puppy. Out, shout out to Alex. Sky Dream Production. I'll be in Philly this Saturday. Why do you think the lineup will be? We'll talk about that in just a moment, Sky Dream. Thank you so much. Albert Norgan, this killed us last year. Home losses and losing or joining to bottom teams, our schedule doesn't get any easier. I completely agree. And that's, you know, what do you think about that? I mean, I think the, the fans have a, a good valid point right there. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly what we we're saying. And um, I think this, like we talked about, this was the three points that were easy. And we left them on the table. So that's that's worrying. I think that um, was my first comment that I said to John. I'm like, why this always happens to the lower teams on the standing when we lost like it's i don't know like i don't know if they're going into oh this is this is easy three points i don't know because i'm not in the team but it always happens it's a coincidence so i don't know now um here's some pictures that um george from 181 took at the game i want to you know look look how happy they came you know saying hi to everybody you know what i mean uh Beautiful, you know, it, it, it was a good, I mean, people came and supported it, and that's why the, 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 the loss is tough because there, there was about almost 19,000 people in this game. So I understand that people come and they spend their hard-earned money and all of that, and they expect, obviously, greatness in every game. But, you know, this is a cruel and unpredictable sport, right? So... <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, you know, you can go and pay a thousand dollar tickets to see Ma Manchester City against Bayern Munich and you could get a nil nil draw. <laughs> so, you know, and then you're going to be like, oh, crap, you know, it, it happens. Uh, but, you know, overall, I'm going to say Cesar Araujo was on point. Uh, I'm going to say Rodrigo Schlegel. It's been um One, to me, one of the most consistent guys in the defense, uh, just when it comes to his stamina, in my opinion, has improved uh, since he first started with Orlando City, has been improving year after year. And um, he was one of the, the top players in that defense, um, you know, at that game, in my opinion, at least. Um, Mikey had an issue with one of the goals, like John was saying, with a 1v1 against uh, Vargas. Uh, but that was also a genius play for Vargas because that shot is tough to shoot from that angle. So you have to have that, tact that technical ability to shoot it that way. 
because uh, you have a, a keeper like Alese. And so he definitely was also, I will say, 70% his goal and maybe 30% Mikey. But Mikey is going to be off. And that brings to my second topic. We're going to be losing Pedro Galese, Facundo Torres. <laughs> We're going to be losing Wilder Cartagena. We're going to be losing also Mikey Holiday, Alex Freeman, and Thomas Williams for the under-20s. Uh, what's in store for us um, coming up Philly? Now that we're going to touch the Philly subject. With a... Sandwiches? Oh. No? Philly cheesesteaks? No? <laughs> <laughs> right? That would be nice. I think nice. Um, the nice thing is we're missing Pedro, but they're missing Andre Blake. So it evens out, right? Neither of us have our first team keepers. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, I, miss, I think Mikey Holiday, weirdly enough for me, is the one that I'm going to miss the most out of that, which is saying a lot about Fundo at the moment that I, I'm, I'm not too fussed that he's going to be away for a week. He hasn't yeah. really done much this season. So, you know, I, I think the nice thing is that those guys were going, but I feel stronger this year about our squad than more like than ever. So I feel like we have guys to come in and replace them. Like I think Dagger Dan's obviously going to start. I think probably Angulo or Gonzalez will get a start. You know, um, got Kyle Smith who's coming and do a job for a couple of games instead of Mikey, like, I think really the, the main misser there is obviously Pedro um, but, and Mikey. Torres, yes, but like I said, he hasn't really been doing much so far. So maybe he'll come back. Maybe he'll go away and get a bit of form with the national team and then come back and still look a little bit better. So maybe that'll work out for us. I don't know. But, yeah, we will be down those guys, but – I. I think this is a hard game even with those guys. So, yes, it makes it more difficult. However, I don't think it makes it impossible for us to get a result. Uh, look, I am, I'm going to look at uh, the positive outlook here. I think we could definitely uh, play a four in the back with Abdi Salim. We can definitely pack that back line. Hopefully, AC is available for play, to play. Uh, and... You know, you got to have two defensive midfielders. I mean, that is, to me, against a, a team like Philly, um, you got to have two defensive mid- You got to play conservative, man. We, you know, we're going to be playing in a, in a really tough stadium, Subaru Park, against a really great fan base. Uh, much respect to the Philly fans. And then you have... Um, Andres Perea, which we traded, and uh, he's uh, having the time of his life there. He's just scored a brace uh, last game. You know, uh, he's dancing. He's uh, kissing the crest. You know, he's, uh, you know, going Lionel Messi looking like this. You know, I mean, he's 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 definitely uh, doing great. And, you know, on our, on our end, I'm concerned about, the performance of some of our left backs and right backs, Kyle Smith, I know he's consistent and he's going to either play center back. He's going to be fine. But one, I was concerned and I did not like his performance. And I'm going to say like that, like that uh, up front, Rafael Santos to me was disappointing uh, in this game. I mean, he had a really good game against Tigres coming in as a sub, uh, the game that we lost, uh, you know, the, you know, the, 
the, you know, the contention to go to the next round. Uh, but this game against Charlotte, I mean, only he was, uh, he completed only 60% of his passes, man. I mean, you're talking about, uh, he didn't have, um, he didn't complete any of his four long ball attempts. He only had, uh, according to this, uh, one tackle and he intercepted the ball like once throughout the whole, his whole performance. So, I mean, that, those are not stats for that. That doesn't tell me, oh, Mikey's going to international break. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry, guys. We got Rafael Santos. We're going to be all, all good. Like that, that, that worries me a little bit. I don't know what you think about that, uh, John. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Petrasso should start over, over Santos. I think Petrasso is a more defensively minded left back. And the disappointing thing is I thought when Santos went in against Charlotte, I was like, oh, good. We're playing right. you know, the more attacking left back, right? He's going to be able to – but we played so poorly in defense that, um, you know, he was a, wasn't able to really get involved and he didn't do anything. And he, he looked, you know, offensively weak and defensively weak. So he did not have a good game. I really hope Petrasso goes back in for Philly. I think they will. I think they would have seen that there was problems with them there. Uh, I think right back, like we said, Kyle Smith will be fine. We'll have to look at the lineup, but it, yeah, yeah, we'll do the lineup. We need uh, we need our defensively minded guys on the field for this one. And two, I agree, two defensive midfielders. We really gotta shore things up because if we're letting Charlotte scoop two goals, you know, everybody remembers last year Philly put five against us. So I don't want to see that. Like, let's go there and damage limitations in a lot of way you know can we sneak a draw that would be great but i don't want to be blown out like that that'll be bad for the morale of the guys i totally agree with you uh, uh paula what are your expectations coming up this philly game i don't want to jinx it because last week i said that i was expecting three points <laughs> for the charlotte game i don't want to you know jinx it i just I, I want three points, but I know that the mentality of the team is going to change against Philly. Um, hopefully, their players rested that they didn't play last Saturday, like Petrazo. So he looked so tired against Tigres at the end, and I don't blame the, him. So probably we will see him, and um, I just agree with John. I don't want to be blown away with goals on Saturday. I'm just going to stay like that. Are we going to see Duncan McGuire? I can see him. I can see him starting. Let's let's Again. do the let's do the starting 11. Let's see. I, I actually think most of our attacking play has come out of Duncan. Like if you look at that goal, like yep. if he doesn't get that, back up Duncan, and he yeah. doesn't pass it to Ojeda, Ojeda was doesn't Duncan. score. So it's yep. it's mainly Duncan. And he had a lot of chances in the first half where he came really close. Like I think he looks like our best striker at the moment. I mean, we haven't seen our Trincara since the bicycle goal, so maybe maybe that could be, you know, he's really in form and we just haven't seen it yet, but for me, okay, is my name right? I was going to say Holland. That McGuire it looks really strong in front, and I I would keep him in there. I think he's connecting our attack more than anybody else. It's, he hustles, so that's uh, what Pareja likes. Yeah, so exactly that's what he's like a pressing forward that's going to run and chase the ball down and play in the other guys, and that's what we need. And that's he was working. It was working in the first half. 
most of the time. You know, like we said, we created a lot of chances. We just couldn't put them in the back of the net. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, <clears throat> I think Duncan McGuire is definitely excelling as a, as a striker. <clears throat> he is actually able to create plays and also, um, you know, be more of a like a nine, like a straight nine. I think Ramiro is a, is a great striker, no doubt. I just think that when you got long balls coming through him, some of the center backs may be too tall for him. And I'm I'm saying that in a nice way. Uh, so the size uh, of of Ramiro doesn't help him. Uh, he he could definitely be a definitely a great second striker. Or if you want to have a lone striker like him, do it like we did with Tigres. It will be to be used as um, to, to pressure to pressure against Tigres and do the you know the the dual role right. Do the the, the back and forth, uh, attack and defend. But uh, if you want a straight nine goal scorer um i will shoot for Kara or or for duncan mcguire so uh with with that being said uh we're gonna do our lineup um i'm putting four players that are definitely gonna be in the starting lineup i believe mason araujo dagger dan and pereira i would like to see pereira playing at the 10 role again um and i'm gonna say this really i mean there was a lot of turnovers uh, a lot of turnovers coming from Orlando City. And uh, some of it was happening because the pressure of Charlotte up in the mid started increasing as the minutes were on. And um, Orlando started getting tired as well. And, um, you know, Pereira was losing the ball constantly. Um, Araujo was pretty much everywhere. And um, I feel like Pereira doesn't feel very comfortable playing the eight. That's just my that's just my opinion. He doesn't feel comfortable playing that um, maybe defensive midfielder role uh, yet. He he's more of a creative guy. Um, put him as a ten. So I will, I don't know what do you guys think. Uh, first and foremost. Well, I agree. I don't I, I I don't think the solution. Sorry, I agree with you that Pereira is not defensively minded, but I don't think you should put him back to the ten. I think we should have the four three three and have someone next to him like Dagger who is doing more defensive work or play, you know, Arujo and Cartagena. Yeah, well, Cartagena is... Because he's out, right. yeah. But what I'm saying is I think the problem is that we don't have three deeper midfielders. I would eliminate that 10 entirely. I don't think anybody is the person to be that 10 at the moment. Right. I, I don't think putting Pereira back there is going to solve our problems. I would have it like that, but yeah, with, with Arujo even deeper um, to sit because I think that when we played that 4-3-3 and you have those two, like, essentially eights in front of a six, that makes you much more defensively solid. Yeah. And yeah, then I Pereira agree, can yeah. move forward into the 10 position all he wants, and True. he doesn't have to be so worried about defending all the time because he's got Dagger right. Dan or whoever, Felipe, next to him on Arujo, right? So that for me is if you, I agree what you're saying, but I would think instead of saying, go play the 10, keep playing where you are, but just move into 10 position when we have the ball. Yeah, that's a great, yeah, I mean, that's a great idea. I think uh, I, I agree with that. What are your thoughts, Paola? Regarding, no, same. Uh, and, and that's something that we haven't seen on the cu cu last couple of games because 
the long passes are coming from defenders. And I haven't seen the the um the ball pass the midfield is always going up the long passes. So I think if we do that, it's gonna re you know, I'm not a coach, but it's going to resolve a lot of our issues if we just def offensively when we have the ball, let's shoot for that 10, but not when we don't have the ball. So I agree um with what John said right now. All right, let's reset. So go ahead, John. Quickly, you go ahead, can John. also have an argument here to go to the five at the back, like we played against Cincy. You know, like True. maybe maybe this because Philly are so strong, and like you said, I think Salim's looked really good. Like, so why not bring him in? Or if AC is back, play Schlegel Jansen at AC, and then play you know like uh, Petrasso on one side and and Smith on the other side, and have like five real out and out defenders on the field. That could help you a lot against a team. And then the other thing you could do with that is potentially play two up top because I think McGuire is a two-guy striker right. system, right? Like he, for me, is always there. And that, that goal we saw with Ojeda's, he knows how to do that because that. he's mm -hmm. used to college from another college, striker yep. being there, right? So let like McGuire and Carr or McGuire and Ojeda whoever you want. Like, Ramiro too. But both That's both how you get the two strikers up front is you play the five. And then you are able to do that because you're more defensively solid. So that might be a wild card that Poppy could also pull up. Do you really think that AC is going to start on this game? I really doubt that he's going to start on this game. And Luis, you can take uh, it. Yeah, I. It's. I mean, his family was at the Charlotte game. I know for a fact I saw them, and they were hoping that he was going to start, but I don't think. Um, he had any minutes or he was Oscar. on the bench at least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but you know, um, I have a feeling that he's gonna have minutes against Philly, uh, because of the depth. I, I feel he's gonna have some minutes. That's just just my just my that's just my opinion. Uh, I, I believe that he's gonna have some minutes. Um, but I also believe that Orlando's gonna play conservatively in this game. I don't think they're gonna do the line of three because I mean looking about Philly. You're looking at their squad, and they have uh, Bedoya and Flack and Gastag right there, and those guys are pretty good with the ball. They also have Martinez. I really doubt that Pareja may want to play with three in the back. Um, and Petrasso doing all that back and forth. I think he's going to play conservative with four at the back. I don't know. That's just that's just the way I see the game. Um, I think what, what you said, actually, John, it's probably going to work best for Orlando, play that 4-3-3, uh, or if not, even uh, – I would love to see Orlando on, on a 4-4-2 uh, for some games at some point. I, I think it would be fantastic to play a classic 4-4-2 formation for the first time ever uh, with, like, maybe Ramiro and Duncan as your strikers. Um, it would be great to see what the chemistry is between those two players. And uh, the game against Charlotte was perfect to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but now we're playing Philly. And if we're going with nothing to lose, and if we're going to, you know, because in a way, Philly's playing with more pressure. They just lost against Montreal in a game that they should have won, right? Uh, and now they're going to be playing Orlando City at home. And they better win because if they don't win, you know what I mean? People are going to start also 
you know, you know, cussing out. <laughs> the family is gonna start cussing people out, and you know what I mean. So, <clears throat> um, I, I feel like they're gonna have a, a little bit of a bigger backpack than Orlando City. So Orlando City needs to definitely own that. But okay, so let's do the lineup, guys. Uh, you wanna do the lineup three, or you wanna you wanna do the the, the three five two, or you wanna do the? No, I think it'll be the four. The four. four the okay. Back. So, yeah, okay, let's start with John. John, what are your, your back for? Well, I want AC in there. I don't understand where this man is. Like, look, he's recovered from injury. Like, he's healthy enough. Put him in the lineup. I think they're very – Yeah, me too. I think they're very tentative with him. I think they're, like, super afraid of making it worse with being so early in the season. So they're really taking their time. But if he was on the bench last game, it's a whole week later. He needs to start. Like, what, what else are we waiting for? Definitely. I so agree. I want to see him in there. I want to see Jansen, Petrasso, and, and Kyle Smith. Um, think that, but really, it's your only, Kyle Smith think, is your only option. I think, right yeah, back. I think that's so what we got. Want, unless you want to play Angulo back there, but not against Philly, no. no. So, um, yeah, that's that's definitely your back four. I would be surprised if Santos got another start. I don't think. Oh, no, yeah. I, I highly doubt. I, the I only one doubt. also, you know, maybe Schlegel for, for Jansen. <clears throat> sorry, for AC, if for some reason Carlos still isn't ready. But uh, I, I really hope he is because I don't know. I don't know what's taking so long. Now, here is the the doozy, right? You either want to put Angulo on your, you can put Angulo on, uh, on your as your left wing, or you can put uh, Gonzalez, right? You can put Gonzalez here. Is Gonzalez ready to start against Philly? What do you guys think about Gonzalez's performance so far? I mean, I like him as a sub for now. Probably when he gets the rhythm of the of the league. But right now we need Ivan Angulo to start. Yeah, I think Angulo is, you know, more defensively minded. Like he's gonna work harder and run a bit more than Gonzalez is, I think, at the moment. Also, like you said, Gaston's not really got going. He's very like linear. He's just straight up the left wing, which is fine. I like, that's that's a perfectly good way to be a left winger, but I think for a game like this, you need someone who could be a little bit more dynamic in that front three to try and create some different issues. Uh, if we Philly's can score first, that will be awesome. And I can see it more chances with Angulo starting and then Gonzalez making it as a sub. Oh, you're, you're muted, um, Luis. So sources say... They've told me a little birdie, these. a little birdie, yeah. right, a little birdie that for the Argentinians is costing them to adapt to the MLS because, and Rafael Santos said it, if you watch the footage that we have, the raw footage of the interview, they ask him. Now, you have to understand the top two leagues in South America, whether you like it or not, is Brazil and Argentina, uh, two club leagues. Uh, and... The Brazilian league is top, it's is, is a level, in my opinion. And so, Rafael Santos is telling you he's playing in Cruzeiro. He's telling you they play too fast here, it's too physical, it's more physical than in Brazil. Gaston Gonzalez said this apparently the same thing, and then Tincho said the same exact thing on press conference. Those are three players of Orlando City has brought in from. Brazil and Argentina. So 
What does that tell you? It takes a little time, right? But does Orlando have really the time? <laughs> you know what I mean? The, that too, right? So you have to put in your lineup whoever is going to work for you out the most. So that's why I think Pareja is putting Gaston Gonzalez. And a lot of people in South America are like, hey, why is Gaston Gonzalez coming as a sub? Gaston Gonzalez should be a starter. And I said, guys, I know that he played monsters in Union, but the MLS the rhythm is different. Oh, I don't believe he's the MLS, man. There's no no way. That's no, dude. It's it's true. The the rhythm is different. And so he's taking him a little bit. I do agree that he's been better off coming as a sub. And I do believe that Angulo should be there. I, I agree because he's adapted better because he's always had that speed, right? So let's put Angulo right here, right? Uh who do you put as your left um as your right back? I mean, it's got to be Tincho on that right wing. Tincho. Yep, Ojeda, right? I think he looked better on the right wing than he ever did in the attacking midfield position. Did you guys notice that? Like, both I, him and Torres want to be a right winger who cuts yeah, it on you, their left foot. Yeah, you can't called play it. two right wingers who cut it on their left you foot. Call, you so called it. that's the issue we have. But I think Torres last game adapted better to be on that left wing, and he could do more from the left side. Whereas Ojeda, I really think, just needs to be on the right wing so he can cut on his left foot like he wants to. I agree wholeheartedly. I think Ojeda, hopefully we see a resurgence of Ojeda. Like Paola said, hopefully uh, this goal makes him score more. I mean, he scored a, he's one of, the, one of the top prospects in the, in the Argentinian league. And, um, I mean, a lot of people, like I said, you know, the, the two players that we – the three players that we've got in our mid, Gonzalez, Ojeda, and Facundo Torres, all three were judged by the South American soccer lords on why the hell you're coming to the MLS. Literally. Why, man? Why? That's exactly what happened. And they are. Um, they said, no, 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 we believe in the league. We, we want to grow. We want to get ready for Europe. And... Uh, I think they have everything to succeed in this league. They just got to adapt a little, a little. I think Ojeda for Ojeda and for Gaston is taking them a little longer. I mean, Gaston's coming from a tough injury last year. Facundo should be performing at the level that we saw last year. And um, Ojeda, you know, again, he just scored. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. So Ojeda for sure. And now that's the big question, guys. Bum, bum, bum. Who's your nine, John? And then we'll go to Paula. Oh, um, in this format, like playing this way, I think it needs to be Duncan McGuire again. Me too. Because he's putting in that work. Um, I think that if we were to play with two strikers, I would 100% love to see Urchin Carr in there. I just don't want to see Urchin Carr as a lone striker at the moment. And that might be unjustified, um, but I think there's a real issue with the way that he plays and the way that we're trying to play as a system. And just because you score a bicycle kick, that doesn't solve that problem. And I, that might sound harsh, but it's the truth. And I think that's the way that Oscar looks at it. Um, and I was disappointed not to see him, you know, if he had a knock, then that's great. But I'm in the back of my mind wonder maybe there was another reason he might have been left out against Charlotte and 
maybe he's having problems fitting in the squad or maybe he's upset that he's not in the first team. There's often things behind the scenes that we, we don't know. And he looked much better, like when he came home with Tigres, obviously. But does that mean he's instantly going to be, you know, a number one striker and a guy who can score you 20 goals a year again? I don't know. So right now I know that what we get with Duncan is hard work. And, you know, he's getting closer and closer to scoring every game. So he's my reliable guy right now. And he's the one I pick. And then you keep bringing Carr off the bench to keep showing what he's about and, and earn his way back into that starting 11. Oh, you're muted again, Luis. Oh, can you hear me now? Let's see. Uh, sorry, Paula. Uh, what are your thoughts regarding the number nine? Uh Maguire, like Maguire? why you're gonna change somebody agree, who's yeah. working in the in the front, and I I will put him 100. Yeah, Duncan Maguire to me. I mean, I'm just gonna say it. I think he's gonna he he's gonna once he scores against Philly, this is gonna be huge for him. He's he's gonna score. If he scores, uh, he's gonna not stop scoring. And uh, I mean, he, he did a really nice almost assist, you know, for the first goal for Orlando against Charlotte. So, you know, well, he um, already has an assist. So yeah, he does. Great, great player. I, I think he's definitely, definitely not Daryl Deke level uh, because of his physicality. Um, and we're going to see Daryl Deke again back into Explorer Stadium against El Salvador. Um, right. But definitely surely missed Daryl Deke. <laughs> you know, I think uh, who would have not loved a Daryl Deke right now in the lineup? But I think Duncan Maguire is making uh, good strides uh, to be a starter uh, number nine for Orlando City. And uh, let's read some comments. Let's see what people say. The hunker down. I love Angulo. Just wish he would stop trying to dribble through multiple defenders at once. Look for a pass more around the box. Completely agree with you. That's true. We were at the press box with, um, you know, uh, Edwin uh, from Sportback TV. Alonso from you know area sports. We were with uh, also um, the people from twenty four seven flicks with Chris. And uh, when Angola <laughs> was grabbing the ball, we were like, "He go be Vinny Junior, Vinny, 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 right?" And uh, <laughs> he just kept dribbling, right? And so I totally agree that. He has a way of just not looking at his surroundings sometimes because he's so carried away to doing that back and forth play. Um, I totally agree with Hunker Down. Joshua Tall, I agree with you, John, about AC. This is the Hunker Down. I am I'm, I am here live, Paola. Tell him not to diss Kara too much. Huh? You muted. You sorry, muted. Sorry, too late. I already, already ragged on Kara. <laughs> yeah. No, but he, he could be great. I just no, you yeah. know, I, I think we gotta see it, you know. I gotta see him running. I wanna see him run hard for 90 minutes, then you could be in the starting eleven. I That's... call him the green giant for some reason. You remember Green Giant from the vegetables? That's him. But dude, why. he scored a bicycle kick, man. It's in the box. That's what I'm saying. It's like he's already <laughs> in the box. Like it's all about how he gets to the box and the build up play. That's what you're getting from Duncan, right? If you put right. Car on, we lose that build. It's so integral. Everything plays off that striker with all of our wingers and our, you know, center attacking midfielder. So you gotta, 
you got to have someone who's linking that play, and I don't see Carr doing it. And that's my Let's, now that now that he's a great finisher, like he's an incredible finisher, obviously, but from inside the box or near the box or put it on my foot and I'll put it in for you. He's not the guy who creates the goal. We need someone who will create a goal. Let's wish that we see Maguire and Kara for one formation and see what happens. I think that could be a killer, like, or like, uh, you know, Enrique and, you know, Kara or, or Kara and Enrique. Like, I think any, there could be a combination of two, but I don't know if we're going to see a formation which allows two strikers. That's the thing. I think I, have we ever been a two striker team? That would be crazy. I think that would be a new day for Orlando City if we start playing two strikers. Let us dream, John, okay? I'm just kidding. Well, right. it's just not Oscar's way. Right. I mean, I, I just feel like uh, talking about that subject uh, is unjust what's been said on Twitter about uh, Oscar Pareja. Um, and if the prof is listening, uh, he knows n not to listen to, to you know, to the to the static noise. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, uh, I mean, the, the we lost one game, man. <laughs> I mean, and this happened, and it was not uh, available through communications. I'm gonna say uh, because communications got it. It's just, and they're entitled to doing that. I'm not, I'm not, you know, but this is loud and proud's footage, and this is what occurred. In that part, I have, uh, I have to analyze what, what it comes in the first half. The lineup is to create a, a game plan, and, and I, in that, in that part, now, this is a guy, this is a gentleman that has uh, first acknowledged that it's his responsibility. He's very proud of his players, you know, that he lost a game that he should have won. And that uh, you see in the reaction his players had in the second half, he's very proud of them. In the middle of what he's talking about, you know, how he feels responsibility, you hear that at the press conference. It took us all. Uh, it really stopped the conference. You know, it, 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 it was just like, what the, f you know, like what? Right. And so everybody knows, you know, I don't know, the press box is right by the entrance. So like, you know, they might have seen him through the reflection or they might have, you know, I, I'm not, I'm assuming here. The whole thing is that my, my job as a journalist is to inform. And uh, this type of behavior is really uncalled for. Because uh, this is a you have to understand. I, I was from the very beginning an Orlando City supporter. I remember when the first game into being an amateur team, USL, all the championships. I was there. I have all my ESPN World Wide World Sport Cups. That's completely true. I have it in my fridge by my fridge. But this is a a coach that has given you a US Open Cup, an MLS's back final. Uh, you were, uh, um, you know. Uh, three MLS playoffs. Uh, the only coach that has given you MLS playoff contention. And, you know, guys, the league just started, dude. <laughs> like, we just came from almost eliminating Tigres. So, <clears throat> to me, it feels like um, 
we we are now becoming the Orlando Magic of Soccer because I've heard that you you guys are becoming the Orlando Magic of Soccer. That's why I wear my Orlando Magic hat today, right? Uh, you know, we're not. This is not like the era of James O'Connor because I've heard that too. Oh, you know, uh, I mean, look, guys, we, we have a brand new ownership that's investing a lot of money in players. I don't know. I have nothing to say, but like just to be completely um, appalled by the behavior. Uh, I don't know what are your thoughts regarding that, John. Obviously, understood the frustration of losing the game, right? The fan, you know, the fans a fan, right? Yeah. But you know that is really uncomfortable. I don't know what are your thoughts regarding that. Adam. Well, I think it's I think it's like you know, it's a bad result, but I don't. I don't want to call someone names over it, right? Like he's a, he's still our coach. He knows it was a bad result. He knows he messed up, like you say. So it doesn't help to, you know, throw words at him when he's trying to concentrate and talk about, you know, his point of view of what went well and what didn't go well in the game. I think some people were confused as to how the fan was able to do that. I don't think everyone realizes the press box like faces externally on the building of the stadium. And this is just a fan walking on the outside of the stadium. who's knocking on the window, ironically out of the nicest exit, like the nicest gate in the stadium. So this is not someone, this wasn't like by the wall, you know, this is somebody who's paid like premium ticket money and decided it was a good idea to call Oscar uh, a word. So, you know, I, it's not needed. We don't need that. There's nothing good comes from that. I think he knows it wasn't a good result, like he said, and he's going to be focused on making things better. And we need, like, the title of the show today, Unity. We don't need to be exactly throwing words like that at our own coach. Like, that's unnecessary. Right. What are your thoughts regarding that, Paola? <laughs> I have so many things um, running in my head right now, but... Technically, that fan doesn't represent me and or John or you. Like, I'm, I'm talking on your behalf, but like, it's, I, I get pissed and it's because of this fan. And you can see it in Oscar's face. Yeah, it was an uncomfortable He's moment. Taking ownership that he made a, a mistake of this game. That's, that's true leadership. And then this person, I don't know, I'm not going to even call it a fan makes this unrespectful approach and it it's like do we really want this people inside of our stadium at some point like i don't know but that, no, that, that fan doesn't that, represent me i mean i don't know if the club is going to investigate this this incident uh i don't know if the the club is going to check cameras and punish the the fan or whatnot I would. Uh, but if the member is an ILF or a ruckus member, there needs to be a statement made, in my opinion, uh, by, by both entities. Um, that's just the way I, I believe it should be. Um, because, I mean, no one wants to be called that, right? <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, and if, if that person paid their 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 subscription to the ILF uh, I think the ILF should make a statement about it uh just say hey we condone this type of behavior we don't stand for for violence we don't stand for for um discrimination uh for 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 um for this type of behavior right uh whether the person might have been because I, I read some comments on Twitter it was it was crazy 
oh, the drunk man. It was, you know, you know, some PBRs, man. You know, it was just drinking beer, man. You know, um, it doesn't take it out of the point of it was it was a bad call, guys. I mean, it makes us look like it makes our fan base look like. That's you know? what I said. It doesn't I mean, represent me and like, a lot of people that I know. Right. And and I know the fandom here and the fandom here is fantastic. So it doesn't represent that. Right. So I think the fan, the fan dumb kings, the lords, the lord of the, the lord of the fans should uh, step up and say, hey, we condone this type of behavior. Uh, we, we, we you know, we need to support Orlando City true and true, true through and true, true and through, you know, uh, till, till, till death do us part. Because we are Orlando City, La Grande Victoria, right? Right. So I, I believe that they should do that. Uh, but then again, I'm just one Joe Blow. I'm just an average Joe Blow, right? Um, so, but that's the way it should be, my opinion. But you know, definitely, it was an uncomfortable moment. And but I have full faith that the club's going to rebound. I have the full faith that Orlando City is going to thrive. And we're gonna make the playoffs, guys. <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> you know, we're gonna make the playoffs. Well, when and... nine teams make the playoffs, that's yeah. not much of an achievement. I mean, no. Oh, we're definitely gonna make the playoffs. Play. I wanna, I like well, top, I'm... top five. Top five. You there know? you go. Top four. There you go. Top four. Uh, yeah, top four. Now, I, I think what for me? What if what? Right. What if what if we make it happen though? So is it, I mean, because. It feels sometimes, and I don't know what you guys feel, it feels sometimes the weather we be in the coolest streak, positive streak ever, there's always something that people don't like. And that's just the way life is. That's just the way life is, right? So, so you know, I if I'm Oscar and he's watching this, Profe, you should not be worried about this. <laughs> you, 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 you guys are. I think the the fans are still gonna support. I think uh, people are still gonna go to the, you know, to the to the stadium. Uh, and uh, you know, it's it was just one incident. And I'm still I think, gonna go. I've been here since Jason Cry. So, what could go worse? So yeah. I was through the. I was through the worst. Like they were like, yeah, man, Inchi. Inchi's gonna save us, man. They're gonna take us to glory. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. And then what happened? We overreacted. As I think we did overreact with Inchi. We didn't give him the time, maybe, to, you know, I don't know. John could maybe speak more to that than me. Wow. If you look back at that first squad that Adrian Heath had in 2015, yeah. and you look like that is not a good squad. Not a good squad. It, he, yeah. There's a lot of reasons we didn't do that well that first year and there is an argument to be said that getting rid of Adrian was maybe a little bit too premature quick quick but uh i think it also just depends what happens in the nature of your club right you know <laughs> and uh i think uh people people want results and sometimes you know at least we're not chelsea right like it could be a lot worse. We, we have changed <laughs> you gotta get mudrick mudrick you gotta get mudrick yeah, and uh we have changed uh, managers a lot right but we don't do it every six months so i think um that's why we need to give oscar like the benefit of the doubt exactly that he's gonna have at the end of the day we won the open cup last year with this guy so he's not a bad manager it's just we had a bad game 
And I think sometimes people like to overreact. A lot of it being because at the beginning of the season, everyone was getting so hype about this team because of the offseason. We look so good on paper, but that doesn't always mean that you're going to be good when the actual game starts. So I think that's where the frustration is coming from as well, is that people are a little disappointed with how we started, if that makes sense. I am turning red, and it's because I saw on Twitter someone tweeted that the U.S. Open Cup doesn't mean anything. Well, I mean, I guarantee you give that man or whoever said that a, a soccer ball, he's going to just go and go like this. Oh, let me check out my highlights of my college football, guys. That's what's going to happen. You should follow the Open Cup on Twitter. They're hilarious and they love us. They tweet it all about us all the time. They they really think it's great. They're really great followers. So I am looking forward. I am looking forward for a media against fans soccer game. When is that? That will that will be fantastic. <laughs> I'll I'll I will be there. I I, I want to see them do at least, you know. A backflip. I want something. Uh, show me something. So show me some tactics, man. Some numbers, some stats. Show me, show me how many shots on goal you have, my friend. And I want the players to sit there and give you ratings. Like go, right? Like have <laughs> like awesome. first it will be Tesho. Right? Tesho will be the, the, the honor, right? Then I want you know them ratings. You know, like guys, really. The season just started. Like the season just started, guys. You know, I think definitely losing against Charlotte is a. I totally agree. The frustration. Uh, all jokes aside, totally agree with the frustration. But obviously, uh, there's gonna be a bounce back, and uh, this team has depth. I think the coach that we have for the MLS for the league that we play is a top coach, uh, and uh, has won a championship, U.S. Open Cup. Um, and uh, again, let's let's really not overreact. I mean, John knows, Inchi left, and what they got us, John Batista. <laughs> the the beast. Oh, yeah. Put the TikTok music. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. It, it, so that's your fix. Like, ah, man. Yeah, there you go. So, wow, unbelievable. So, I mean, the U.S. Open Cup, like, you know, look at this picture. It's, it's an old, it's a, it's a, it's a first trophy in the United States. Look, that's when, you know, there you go. That's, yeah. we got history. Yeah, it goes damn deep. We won a very historic uh, trophy, right? So it's it's stuff to feel proud about, and I think that Orlando has a huge chance, uh, almost beating a t a team that had already two weeks on with their home league, like the Mexican league was on for two weeks. We played Tigres by only having four matches in, uh, or three matches in uh, as a squad, and uh, we almost uh, knock them out of the series. That is a huge feat. And it also brings a lot of tired, tired legs, man. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a game in which you cannot get so tired, right? But you know, these players are not robots. You know, they are human beings, so they're gonna get tired. They're gonna get knocks, and uh, it's a, it's the coach's job to 
fix that situation. And I think Oscar's uh, it's a fantastic manager, a, a great coach, and I give him all my support. Um, closer remarks, uh, guys. Um, any expectations you have for Philly coming up? Anything else you want to add, uh, John? Yeah, I mean, let's just hope at Philly, I think. You know, I just – I want to be positive, but I think it's such a tough place to go get a result. And with the players we're missing, I don't know if we're going to be able to turn it around. The positive we have is that we have a full week's rest and we're going to play whoever we want. So there's none of this, you know, rotation problems or any of that. Let's just focus on MLS and let's try and get some results. I love a draw. I'm going to say an optimistic 2-1 win to Philly, though. What about you, Paula? Not going to lie. I'm going to be like this watching the game on Saturday. <laughs> but I just want, I don't want to jinx it. And that, that's the reality. Um, I have a couple of friends who's going to the Philly away game. Um, so probably they're the lucky charm and we're going to win on Saturday. So I wish I always root for three points, no matter what. And I always root for success in our forwards and on the entire team and all that stuff. So, but I will be like this and um without any expectations just i want at least a point at least a point so we can probably we can see a hat trick from mojela who knows oh man who knows? being optimistic here and then uh, oh i'm not but he he scored it all uh Paula, I'll give you a hundred bucks if we it get took, it. Took to- oh, this oh, is recorded. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, uh, it took too long for Ojeda to score those three goals, so I'm not happy. It I think would have been money well spent. All right. I would be like, here, here's your hundred. Give 99 of that to Ojeda because he earned it. <laughs> <laughs> he has more than that. Come on, John. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I'm I'm gonna be positive too. I think um, minute eighty five corner kick, right? Duncan McGuire of a header, or Duncan McGuire. Period. I think he scores one nil. One nil. Orlando City win. Papi special. Park the bus. Right. Everybody holding hands, defending. Let's go home, Ben. Let's go home. Yeah, knock it out of the park. You know, I think Orlando. You know, and then. It's going to be the shot heard around the world. Orlando just beat Philly at Philly, right? And uh, I'm going to hope for an Orlando win. I'm always going to go to win. Now, a lot of people are saying, I mean, it's a tough road ahead. I mean, you're talking about you have Nashville coming up after that. Um, you know, you have, um, I think it's D.C., uh, I want to say. I think it's um, Nashville. Hold on. Let me get it. Uh, yeah, Orlando, Philly. Philly, Orlando, Nashville at home, April 1st. And then you got Minnesota. And then after that is D.C. United at home. So uh, we're playing uh, two tough teams, right, with uh, Minnesota and Nashville coming up as well. So um, we can definitely see if we can get – I mean, every every game we play at home, we got to win it. We got to play to win. And uh, no doubt. games away, uh, we got to hunker down. We got to go for the counter play. We got to be solid out back, you know. So it's important the depth we have in the, in defense. So people are saying, but, uh, but Lewis, when is uh, Galese and all those guys coming back? Well, uh, Galese will miss um, 
the Philly game, and he should be back by the Nashville game. Uh, so he should be good to start uh, April 1st against Nashville. And uh, same with Cartagena. And they're only going to miss the Philly game because that same night they play against uh, uh, Germany. Peru plays against Germany in Mainz uh, in Germany. And uh, the 28th, which is Tuesday, they play against um, Morocco, the, the Moroccan team, right? So um, then he's taking a flight over straight from Madrid all the way to uh, MCO. And he should be good to start. If, he's, if, if he doesn't have a knock, uh, he should start um, for Orlando against Nashville. So only one game, guys. For, for my Faku, Faku too. Faku as well. He should be back by the first as well. So uh, I think it's just going to be one game. Yeah. So obviously, if the player gets injured or they, or they, or they see that he, they have muscle fatigue, you have guys have to understand they're going to probably going to rest them, right? So I, I don't want people. Oh, but you guys are lying. Right? No. Well, I'm saying it. it, it muscle Who fatigue. Who told you that, Luis? Who told you that? Who told you that? Uh, cite your source, man. Cite it. No, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It reminds me of my college uh, professor. You have to always have to cite your source. No, yeah. <laughs> your index card, remember? When you see your cite your source on your index card? Man, those are good times. Uh, let's do some uh, comments before we go. Uh, hunker down. Ten games minimum to let the players grow with each other on the pitch. That's right. Puppy, uh, hunker down, has won three uh, cups. Three cups as an MLS. As uh, oh, No, three cups as an, uh, an MLS cup. Two U.S. Open and a supporter shield. There you go. Uh, Joshua Tall, a win would be great. And I love the mindset about always hoping for a win, says Joshua Tall. Thank you so much. Appreciate that guy, um, my friend. Uh, before we go, I want to say Orlando Pride will be hosting the Queen of the Road jersey unveil uh, presented by Orlando Health on Wednesday, March the 22nd at a 6, p a 6 p.m. I'll be there. Uh, I'll, I'm going to be there on Wednesday. Uh, it will be uh, definitely a huge uh, evening of um, soccer, art, um, and they're going to unveil the new kit. Uh, there's also going to be Interact in interactive photo opportunities. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward for my picture with Messiah Bright, uh, with uh, Julie Doyle, and uh, and with Carrie Abello, and uh, also it says a celebration of an iconic Florida artist. There you go. So um, uh, all of this will culminate to the 2023 Orlando Pride jersey reveal later on in the evening. The event is part of the Pride kickoff to soccer schedule leading to the 2023 season and home opener. So um, the Pride is going to be playing against the Portland Thorns in Portland. That's their first game in the NWSL season. Tough game, but, you know, they've had a really good preseason. So young squad, but Seb Hines knows what he's doing. And uh, I know, John, you probably – no Seb more than I do. Uh, Seb, Seb, yeah. Seb. I remember Seb being a center back. Remember, man, those are good times. I mean, I'm really happy for him. I think he's. Yes. Looking, he seems like the solidity that the pride needs. So exactly. I really hope they have a, a good start to the season, and you know, it's justified. They did well with him at the end of last season, so I'm I'm hoping for him because he's a super nice guy and. 
I think that he deserves this shot. And weekly, starting um, the week before the first game of the Pride, there's going to be a new podcast coming into Loud and Proud called Heart Full of Pride, and is going to be talking about the Orlando Pride. And it's going to be live, just like this one. And just stick around. Uh, hopefully more uh, um, fans of the NWSL will be joining us, hopefully, on, on the panel. But in the meantime... Uh, it's it will be me <laughs> doing it, uh, talking about Orlando Pride, because um, I think they deserve the spokesmanship. Uh, they're they're a huge part of our of our club uh, of the NWSL, and um, I've had the pleasure to meet a lot of the players, and they're phenomenal human beings. So, uh, heartful of pride coming soon. So stick around. Anything else you guys want to add before we go? No, vamos Orlando. I don't know about you, John. I got one more thing. Oh, there you go. There you, go. You, you mentioned it, but I really want to hammer it home. Um, next Monday, I won't be here on the pod because, as I think a lot of you will be, at Exploria for the huge game the U.S. is coming into town for with the return of Daryl DK. So I want to hear a big shout for everybody uh, if he gets on the field and we'll oh. celebrate the return of our, our boy coming home. We miss you, Dallin. Uh, Man, I think, I'm get, I think I'm going to get tickets for that. You can score some goals. So, yeah, if you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. Come see Daryl. Come see the U.S. And, uh, and support the boys. All right. All right, guys. Well, vamos, Orlando. Thank you so much, vamos guys. Have a, have a wonderful week. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter, as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.